Welcome back to the In God She Trust podcast with your host, Kitcha Cooper, and I have Justina Rao. You're practically a co-host at this point. <laughs> I should just put you down as a co-host because, you know, instead of like, with special guests, it's like you're not a special guest anymore <laughs> if you've been on like more than three times. I mean, you're a special guest, but, you know, you're on constantly. So I'm kind of special, though. We are. We really are. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I took a couple weeks off. I was in Greece, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I didn't have a bad meal there. The food was phenomenal, and the history was amazing. Saw, you know, where Paul was in prison. Saw where he spoke to the Roman Forum in ancient Corinth. You know, saw all of this amazing stuff. <sighs> and what was awesome is because we've been doing like this whole Romans series when we were in Corinth um, Corinth is where he wrote the book of Romans or the excuse me the letter to the Romans and so it was really cool to see the place that he was that where this book that we're in um, was you know being read or written and all of that stuff so it was just it was really cool it was really neat we got it I got to stand on his little like platform thing where he was addressing the the Roman Forum in Corinth. Everyone thinks like I'm like when I say the Roman Forum, they just immediately think Rome. There's Roman forums everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where they talked about philosophy and knowledge and wisdom and all this stuff. So it was kind of cool, cool to see. I loved how like today at service, um, you were showing pictures, mm-hmm. and then I remember like catching the f- first glimpse of those pictures when. Mm-hmm you were over there and you were like shooting them to me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Like I wasn't jealous. I think I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm right there. And I think Mm -hmm. I did tell you that because it was so beautiful to see like where the person that I identify myself the most to in Mm -hmm. the Bible. Like I like how girls are like, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm like, no, man, that was a Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to see like just the transformation and then, to see where he was like mm-hmm. on his soapbox, like mm-hmm. where he was imprisoned mm-hmm. for, you know, standing and mm-hmm. being a warrior of, our, of the faith. Right. Like, that's heavy. Yep. And the, the prison cell was not large. <laughs> I, I think you all. were mentioning that today yeah. at service. It was very small. Like it was way smaller than the prison cells we have now. And it was, it was way worse. You know, it was rat infested. You're in sewage. Oh there was gosh. no place to go to the bathroom. So you just went wherever you could in your cell and then you just sat in it. I mean, it was really bad. It was really grotesque because the Romans just didn't care, you know, um, because at that point Rome was, you know, at the top of the food chain mm-hmm. and, you know, Romans were known to be, um, extremely brutal. I mean, they were the ones that came up with crucifixion. And so a lot of their other stuff was just brutal. So they're in this like tiny, damp, gross, rat infested cell, you know, with like, you know, feces and stuff around. And he's sitting there praising the Lord, you know, and, you know, it was the exact same prison cell where he was sitting, where um, he and Silas were there and there's a big earthquake and the prison door swung open and the the guards that were asleep were going to kill themselves because they thought everyone was there. And Paul was like, no, no, don't do it. You know, like we are, we're all still here. And then they got ministered to, and then, you know, they ended up being saved. So it was just really cool to see the, the physical places that we know for a hundred percent sure, um, Paul was. And, um, yeah, it was just beautiful. And there was just, um, multiple times where I was just like, I don't know how people could not believe this. You know what I mean? It was just, after seeing, you know, the place where he baptized Lydia and the place where he was, um, 
the doc that he um you know shaved his head and he made an oath to um Priscilla and Aquila um you know it was just it was just really cool and we're just talking thousands of years old and it's still standing there and then there's like a kid's playground next to it it's the weirdest thing but it was absolutely beautiful I was there for two and a half weeks and it's it is definitely good to be back because um the driving in Greece is the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life because their (laughs) infrastructure is built around you know roads that are 5,000 years old and they didn't have parking back then (laughs) you know you had donkeys so and you know um the uh <laughs> the <laughs> sorry <laughs> you did you didn't have cars and so and then like all of the driving laws are just suggestions there like oh my gosh it was crazy but so it's like driving in LA huh worse or San Francisco no worse take driving in San Francisco narrow up the roads by like I don't know 25 percent and then add motorcyclists weaving in and out and um no stoplights fun yeah nothing and people just cutting you off turning in turning out oh my gosh and then because there's nowhere to park people will just like slightly pull off to the side just park their car and put their flashers on and you have to like go around them and sometimes you know what is supposed to be a two-way street because a parking turns into a one-way street and you got people behind you and you have people behind the person that's trying to get in front of you and you're in this traffic jam and Mm, hard pass and then, you know, I'm trying to navigate my mom and my aunt who's driving and I'm like looking at the Google Maps and it's all in Greek and it's not even in the Greek and the English with like the English like Words. letters or uh-huh. whatever. It's with the Greek American letters. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, I don't speak Greek, so I'm just going to have to go on like, uh, yeah, turn right, right here, right? Turn, 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 turn. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was absolutely amazing. So, but yeah, it was beautiful. I was very blessed to be able to go. So as you were like speaking about how Paul was in prison, it reminded me of this word. Um, mm-hmm. It's in 2 Timothy 2.9. I'm going to read it out of, well, what version would you like me to read it out of? I don't care. You do whatever you <laughs> want, girlfriend. We're going to go ahead and do the CSB version because that's the Christian version. Christian Standard Bible. Yeah, thanks. Um, for which I suffer to the point of being bound like a criminal. Mm-hmm. But the word of God is not bound. Yep. And I think that's the one thing that we can really take from Paul. Yep. He was bound a yep. lot like a criminal. Like he was in prison constantly. I, I can you imagine being in prison all the time? Being in jail, being in county jail all the time. I mean mm-hmm. for your beliefs. It still happens to I, this right. day. I mean, I've gone to county and it's not fun. Yep. <laughs> we, we will not talk about while I was in county for what I was in county for. It's in her past. It's all <laughs> good. It's under the blood of Jesus. Right. It was when I was being a Saul. Yeah. Straight up soul. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to see like there's people still to this day that are in if like Afghanistan, Iran, mm-hmm. you Turkey. Know, um yeah. Turkey's crazy. The four ten. Yeah. You know, even bowing your heads and closing your eyes, you're automatically you have a target on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't so you even have to pray like looking like you're, you know, like you and I are having a conversation, but we're not actually talking to each other. We're praying and, you know, it has to look like that. I mean, that's just, we have it so good in the United States. And one thing that kind of drives me crazy is um, 
Christians think that just because we we get some comments that don't agree with us or some hate comments on our Instagram means we're being persecuted. No, we ain't. You're not persecuted. Oh my because, gosh, no, we're not. Right. Some comments on Instagram or TikTok saying, "Oh, you believe in your skydiving? Oh, you're stupid." That's what is not persecuted. So they a, a, a comment that unbelievers do is you know because we pray to our Father in the sky, and so they call him Sky Daddy, Invisible Sky Daddy. Oh my gosh, they believe. Mm. <laughs> Hold on, it took me a minute to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that uh, that TikTok thing. It takes you this long? It does. It does. It, does. <laughs> it really does. But yeah, they call, you know, Sky Daddy, Invisible, Invisible Dad, you That's know, disgusting. like lots of things. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I have more confidence in my God. And like, if, you know, there, one thing I had to to learn is they're not making fun of me. They're making, they're making fun of my God, and um, they're going to one day stand judgment for that, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, I used to take it as a personal attack against me, mm-hmm. and sometimes I still do, mm-hmm. um, you know, because um, I know it to be true. Right. And, I, you know, like the Holy Spirit dwells within me, so I feel like it's, like, slightly attacking me as well. Not mm-hmm. because I am the Holy Spirit, but, um, you know, but, you know, Jesus said they hated me. They're going to. They're going to. But, um. So yeah, anyways, you know, little soapbox moment, but (laughs) I just want to say this and it's going to sound kind of trite, but if they like, they're sitting there saying like, oh, you're sky daddy and all this other stuff, but they believe in the relationships that that they're in. What do you mean? The ones that have hurt them. I mean, let's Mm. be honest here. A lot of young girls are in, they're tied up in entanglements of Mm. relationships that continuously have like hurt them and they believe in the guy that is hurting them but won't believe in a savior that will save them or crystals you're or kidding tarot cards. you're kidding me or um they, they look to the stars to tell them their future or they go to yoga to center their energies they go to what yoga what oh yeah to like do like the whole chakra energy thing and it's like you're putting your faith in rocks and stars right like what like my horoscope says and i'm not trying to like be a jerk about it but it it, it's like in my opinion the truth is is um i would much rather believe in one god that has all power all knowledge all all love all like all everything has control over everything and worship him than worship a couple rocks that came from the ground that he made and put it around my neck thinking it's going to protect me when it's him that protects me. Like all power comes from him and it says, you know, everything was created by him, through him and for him. Come on now. And so, you know, when it, the rocks were created by him, mm-hmm. through him mm-hmm. and for him. And it, the, uh, his word says that even nature cries out to him it's actually in romans 8 that nature cries out and has groaning pains waiting for his return and so it's like you know i'm that's what i'm gonna put my faith in i'm gonna put my faith in god and god alone the highest power instead of you know someone who just flips over a random card puts some crystals around my neck or goes and does yoga class and says (laughs) namaste eight thousand times like that ain't it for me fam and 
you are open, like you are channeling a power. You absolutely are when you do that, but it's a demonic and it's an evil power. If we can sit here and actually be honest, that's witchcraft. 1000%. You know, I can't stand it when people are like, well, Jesus, you know, Jesus did witchcraft. Jackie Hill Perry actually made a short on YouTube about this. It's like, did Jesus practice witchcraft? Yeah. And I remember Josh saw it with me and Mm -hmm. Josh was just like, what? And then she started, because he thought that, you know, she was one of those people that were like, no, no, no. He was afraid that, like, she was saying, yeah, Jesus practice witchcraft. Like, right. now when it comes out of Jackie Hill Perry's <laughs> mouth, like, it's going to be fire. And it's right. going to be good. Because, once again, Joshua is being the leader. Uh-huh. Kind of like how Caleb is with you about listening to certain, like, worship. Yeah. You know, and how, like, it trickled down. Mm-hmm. With it, Like, they literally are, like, always walking hand in hand. It's kind of funny that I they know. do it, like synchronized without yeah, yeah. touching base with each other i know um josh was like what are you listening to and i was like chill homeboy like listen and he's uh-huh. like oh okay yeah and then he walked out the he's like she better preach and i was like yeah weirdo. No, she preaches i love her but yeah so you know just a little thing we're kind of off trap off topic and we haven't even gone <laughs> to the when topic today not? so we are doing romans 8 today and so usually when i do these by myself i read the whole thing and then i go back and i do it in chunks but i figured today i would just like read a chunk and then we would talk about it go on read another chunk go on because it's hard to kind of like go through the entire thing and then go back and do chunks Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's gonna do it normally i read it in the nlt version but today i'm gonna read it in the christian standard bible because i have my bible open and i don't feel like opening my phone to go grab it and so we're just gonna do it so if you are you know listening number one thank you for listening hello love you and um (laughs) you know grab a cup of coffee um make sure you're staying hydrated drink your water it's hot okay um and um grab your bible if you're at work or in the car, just listen, you know, but um, we're just going to dive into God's word and we're going to talk about it and it's going to be great. So <sighs> Romans eight, let's get into it. I got to adjust myself here because this is a little weird. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> All right. So Romans eight, starting in verse one, obviously, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh. God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering in order that the law's requirements sorry, requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according in the flesh, but according to the spirit for those who live according to the flesh, have their minds set on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of the spirit. Now the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not know how to submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you. So we're going to stop there because that's, that's a section and a mouthful, um, (laughs) all in one. Um, I love that, you know, cause like it, 
if you've been on this journey of Romans with me, um, the first few books or not books, the first few chapters were just like kind of like a dark cloud of like, you can't do it. The, you, you, <laughs> the law isn't going to save you. You can't do anything on, you know, like that right. type of stuff. And, um, and then like these like next chapters have kind of been like a brush, a brush, a breath of fresh air. And like, you know, Romans 8, 1 is probably one of the most quoted, I think, mm-hmm. out of Romans, as therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, which I think is a very beautiful thing because Paul pretty much just said, yeah, your circumcision isn't going to, to help you. you. It's yeah. not going to save you. Your religious acts isn't going to save you. The law is not going to save you because the law only points to how flawed you actually are. Right. You can't work <clears throat> for it. You can, there's nothing you can do. And, you know, like you're sinful, you're sinful, you know, like, cause we do, we have a very sinful nature, but, um, and a lot of times, you know, when you, you know, when you, when people hear that, or when you tell people that like your sinful nature, you know, it doesn't matter how, how moral of a person you are. It doesn't matter how, how much you try to fight and, you know, be a good person. Cause a lot of people make that argument. Well, if I just live a really good life and I'm really moral and I'm very kind, I'll be, I'll go to heaven because I, I lived a, a good life. I'm like, nah, fam, That's I'm going to, I'm going to pop that bubble. Yeah. You will if you have Christ Jesus in you, but if you if you still reject Him as good as you are, that's not that's not happening. And so a lot of times it feels like condemnation. It feels like shame. It feels like you know that um, you're going to hell type thing. But in Jesus, like doesn't matter what you've done in the past, He's not condemning you. Right. I believe that a lot of people want to sit there and just be like oh my gosh but i did this it's Mm kind of like it says in matthew yeah but lord lord i delivered people i Mm -hmm. prophesied i this and this and that that's great but did you know me Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah did you know me and like that knowing when it says like um i did not know you in that in that passage it talks about that intimacy and it's the same um word in the greek or in the aramaic that um it like involves like when a man knows his wife sexually, it's Mm -hmm. that deep intimate connection where um, it's not just like a physical thing or like, Oh yeah, I know that person. Like, Hey, do you know who, who like uh, Kobe Bryant? Yeah, I know him. It's not like, you know, of him, but you like have that deep intimate relationship with. And so when he says like away from me, I never knew you. He's like, we never had that intimate commerce like, like that, those intimate moments. We were never intimate. I never knew you that way. And it's the same word in the Greek as that deep intimate connection. I think it's, I think it's, no, it's not phileo. There's um, arrows, agape, and phileo. Agape mm-hmm. is love, like, you know, love is love, God is love. Yeah. Yep. Phileo is, I think it's between fair, um, man, like, like you know, lover of man, like, right. okay, mm-hmm. not actual men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think, I feel like we have to be, like, very specific. We do. <laughs> yeah. And then there's arrows, mm-hmm. you know. I've always attributed to God being like, oh, Jesus, a lover of my soul, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just talking about this with Joshua today. It's kind mm-hmm. of funny. I thought it was agape love. That's like the deep, deep, deep love. I think so. And then there's Sozo. Sozo is like, you know, God will heal and love you. And it's mm-hmm. just like, come as you are. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm getting my Greek completely wrong. That's all right. <laughs> people can research it. And I haven't, I haven't read in Greek in a long time, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, however, 
I was just talking to Josh about this today. I was like, you know, so many people are like, oh, Abba, because mm-hmm. he's a father to the fatherless. Yep. El Shaddai. Yep. For he's the one that he heals you. Yep. Aldenai. For he showed himself to Hagar. So he shall, he mm-hmm. will show himself to like how he showed himself to you mm-hmm. when you had your encounter in your car yep. and you didn't have your radio on. Yep. You know how he showed himself to me mm-hmm. when I was in juvie. But yep. to me, he's my Lord of hosts. Yeah. And as someone that's prior military, that's like. I'm going to go, like, you know how people are like, oh, well, my dad can kick your butt. And then, mm-hmm. you know. You know who my father is. Right. Yeah. Like, we can actually use that because, like, no. Like, devil, you do you know who my father yeah, is? Yeah. Enemy, yeah, like, what's yeah. up, adversary? Like, do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and when we sit there and actually read this, I, I, I hope that the person that's listening to this will actually, like, read it. Yeah. You know, for this is, like, the best love letter Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, you can have like a great love text message or Mm -hmm. email or letter sent to you. Yeah. But the best love letter is how a man loved you. Mm -hmm. A man that love loved you so much. He didn't even know you. Yeah. That he died for you. Mm -hmm. (sighs) He knows us though. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, he knows us. Yeah. I know. But like, yeah. Like you hadn't been born yet. Yeah. And he's still, yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's heavy. Yeah. Sorry. My eye, my Are eyelashes okay? were being weird and I was like poking me in the eyeball. Oh no, so I, was making, like, I hate it when that happens. You're good. You're good. Yeah. And I love what it says, um, in verse three mm-hmm. for what the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh. God did. So it's like, God did it. Not you. Right. God did it, not the law. Jesus was the only one who was able to live out the law to the letter. And so that's why, like, he is the new law. And so, like, you know, and then, it, you know, where it says um, he condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son into the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And then verse five, this one I have underlined for those who live according to the flesh, have their minds set on things of the flesh, but those who live in accordance of the spirit have their minds set on things of the spirit. So like the mindset of the flesh is death, destruction, chaos, evil, slavery, entrapment, like all the bad things. And it like, it kind of looks good and it tastes good. Have you ever been to a restaurant and like you kind of see like, like all like this really, really good food or Mm -hmm. like you're reading through the menu and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to have that. And then it comes in and it looks absolutely fabulous. And the chefs have made it look amazing. And then you take a bite into it and it like, you don't like it. Right. It's kind of like that, you know, or, um, or we're just going to get a little bit weirder. Um, let's say it tastes good, but little did you know is, um, you know, the, the chef added just a smidgen of cocaine in it and just a smidgen of arsenic in it. (laughs) Not a ton, not a ton. You can't like you, it's not like you get a, an immediate high from it, but just a little bit. We're like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. Right. Right. And so it's like, it's like eating, like a, a Michelin starred meal with like tiny little bits of like cocaine and arsenic in it. And it tastes good, but it slowly starts to become addictive. Mm-hmm. But it, it also, 
it also slowly starts to kill you. And you don't know that it slowly starts to kill you. So you keep going back to that restaurant. You keep ordering it. You keep ordering it. And then eventually you're like, I just have to have more of it. So you're ordering it twice a day and all of this stuff. And But then, you know, at first you might not notice that you're becoming addicted or that you're even getting sick. Because remember, it has both arsenic and Mm -hmm. cocaine in it at the same time. And it takes a little bit. You don't notice the symptoms right away of either the addiction or the illness. Maybe it's like a small stomach ache or something like that, or, you know, a small headache. And then eventually you just have to keep eating and eating and eating and it's never enough. And you just have to keep eating it to feed the addiction. But it's also the same thing that is slowly killing you. Right. Until one day you end up in the hospital and you're shriveling up and you're like, completely on your deathbed mm-hmm. and you you didn't understand that what you what you had your mindset so set on is that you couldn't look at any other thing on the menu besides that you had your mind so fixated on that one dish that you didn't look at maybe something that might not have seen you know might not have been riddled with cocaine and you're like oh that that doesn't sound horrible I mean it it sounds kind of intriguing. It might be a little bit different, but you had your mindset so set on that one dish that you ignored anything else on the menu. But the one thing that you kept fixating on was was the same thing that was slowly killing you. That's what sin is. Yep. And that's exactly what like having your mind, like your mind set on the things of the flesh. And I remember, you know, when I was, um, doing my, my, my heathenism <laughs> for a while, that's like, like I remember cause like I, I, had a series in my life where I was drinking a lot, mm. a lot. And, um, it was like after one night of like heavy drinking, I would be hung over the next day. And then I would already be texting some of my friends like, Hey, we going out again tonight. Are we going out next week? You know, stuff like that. And so it was just, um, one of those things where, um, that's all that kind of consumes your mind after a while. And, um, yeah, just having that constant mindset is, death and destruction and decay right i have a cs uh esv version mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> <laughs> in verse seven it says for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite verses to god for it does not submit to god's law indeed nope. it cannot verse nope. eight those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And I have like a question, I guess. It's not yeah. even a question. I think it's kind of like a statement. Like okay. if we give it all to God, why do we not believe it? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? And then in the beginning verses, Paul states that if we are in the flesh, then we cannot and will not um, submit to him that we're mm. not in God's law. Yep. And even if we become hostile, like yeah. hostiles is something that w- I don't hear that word Mm-mm. on a daily basis. No, not a lot of people <coughs> do. I actually wrote down like the the meaning of it. Oh, great. So hostile means unfriendly, antagonistic, belonging to a military enemy, oppose opposition or stranger. And I really kind of fixated on that military enemy. Mm-hmm. And like w- what kind of came to mind is like, let's like say world war two stuff. Ooh. Like you've got Germany on one side right. and you've got America on the other. Mm-hmm. And you know, like men are in the trenches. And yeah. so they're, they're, you know, like even if like they barely came up out of the trenches, it like another fire, fire a shot of fire immediately came immediately. from the other. And like, that's what it means is like, you might be on the winning team, but that flesh is completely hostile to God and is going to be constantly fighting mm-hmm. God. And it, well, and it says, um, 
that it is unable, complete, it's impossible yeah. for the flesh to submit to God. And we cannot please God. And what is the only way we can please God? Submitting. Faith. Right. Yep. Submitting, faith. submitting it all. And my question is, I guess, to like whoever listens to this podcast, because yeah. I know that we can get, you can get reviews on there. Okay. Um, <laughs> if we have already been saved, set apart, sanctified, then why are we hostile? Mm-hmm. Because even believers can be hostile. Absolutely. You know, I'm preaching to my own choir here. Yeah. I'm asking myself this own question because yeah. there's been times where I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not because my faith is being, um, not because I don't have the faith. I just feel like there's times where my faith is being tested. Like, yeah. you know, I, I made a Facebook post one time. I was like, how desperate are you in prayer? But most importantly, how desperate are you to give it to God? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because we are all very, very smart people. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in an age of technology where we can go ahead and Google it, search it up, ask someone that's older than us, how can we obtain something? Yeah. But Jackie Hill Perry said it the best. <laughs> I was literally just <laughs> looking up a quote from her. <laughs> that's hilarious. We are so intelligent minded that there's going, we can get ourselves into and out of any situation. Mm-hmm. But God at times will put us in a place where we will be stripped of everything, how Job was stripped of everything Mm -hmm. in order for us not to only please and pray and submit it to him, Mm -hmm. but to also Mm -hmm. be able enough to see that nothing that we do by our own flesh, our own actions, Mm -hmm. how charming we are can get us out of that situation. But God, Mm -hmm trying to find it it's really good so i just listened to her book gay girl good god is that good oh girl i have so good which one wait let me hold on i'll tell you which one i have i have um but here's my question to 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 most of Mm -hmm. our believers here Mm -hmm. we have to remember If we give ourselves to him Mm -hmm. and we consistently are battling our flesh, Mm -hmm. have we? I think so. Her quote from that book that I was trying to find, it says, following Jesus means not only an eternal life, but also a crucified one. Right. And so, um, like that crucifying ourselves, putting ourselves on the cross. And here's the thing is um Jesus isn't going to put us on that cross. We have to crawl on it. Oh, absolutely. Because he willingly crawled on it and he didn't deserve it and he didn't need to. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we give our life to Christ fully, we have to acknowledge that that is us crawling on our own cross. And it's and it's to kill anything that is not of him. It is to get rid of anything that is not bring righteousness and holiness and so it's like I've I know I have fully submitted my heart to God but I still struggle with stuff I think that uh, I think I miss that's mm. or are you saying like if we're still living in it yeah because you know how like got you sorry I know you're good <laughs> you're good but like if we're if we're still constantly living in that right yeah um 
I don't know how to like how to say the word. You're good. You know how like people half step it. Like just kind of like you put your one foot in, you, you put got your, your one foot, foot out, <laughs> you put your one foot in, and you're saying it all about you do the. It's one you thing yeah. to be the Christian that you're at. You know, mm. oof, this is gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I already hear. It's one thing to be the the Christian. Uh-huh. Because there's two types of, uh, there's, for Many me. Many types, yeah. This is me. This is just Lena speaking for my own self. I believe in my heart that there's two types of people. There's the Christians that go to Sunday, to go to church on Sunday because that's what you're supposed to do. And that's it. Yeah, that's but all they do. There's another thing called a believer. Mm-hmm. When you act this out. Yeah, and actually being a disciple and a follower. And so, you know, that's why, you know, sometimes I, you know, when people say I'm a Christian, I'm like, well, are you a follower of Christ? Or you, you know what I mean? And so, like, disciple means to follow or to imitate. And so right. we're supposed to imitate Christ and be a follower. And, like, you know, have like you know, we've always had, like, those kids that um, play copycat mm-hmm. all the time. That's what we're supposed to do with Christ. Absolutely. That is exactly what we're supposed to do. Um, you know, and so if we're believers, we are supposed to play copycat with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not because we feel like we have to, but number one, just because of who he is. And a lot of times church gets so fixated on what he he can do for us once we give our life to him. It's like, well, what about he, what he's already done? Right. Like, why isn't the cross enough for you? Exactly. Do you remember when we went out to dinner when you first came back? When you first came back, mm-hmm. and I told you how I would evangelize to people, mm-hmm. and you sat there and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. like that is that that is you, boo. Like yep. you, that's you. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that's you, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because of like that love and like just recognizing what he's done for us and that we don't have to live in that flesh anymore. And that because we are born again with him, we are exactly. now in the spirit. And you know how, okay. Do you remember when I asked you the question? And then not even the question you, you asked me, you're like, well, how do I know God is real? And what did I tell you? Put your hat on your chest. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were, <laughs> we were role playing like me, um, being the like non-believer like somebody she just like randomly goes up to and so I was kind of like playing devil devil's advocate right. where I'm like well I don't think he's real I've never seen him you know because a lot of people want that evidence and I always do that voice I'm not trying to sound like I'm mocking people it just comes across that way I'm so sorry but um you know it's I was just playing devil's advocate because mm-hmm. a lot of people said well I've never seen him I've never seen the evidence of it I don't know and it's like well just your very breath speaks his name right and that's what I told you. I'm like, his very breath, you know, the way that your heart pumps, science is yep. catching up to the Bible. Always has been, always will be. You know, I've said this before in one of our podcasts that I was on, I was a guest, I think it was like my first, second time I was on here. Okay. We were back at your old apartment. Yeah. I was like, you know, science and the bib and the Bible have I was about to call it the Bible. The Bible. The Bible. Um, back each other up with numbers. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It takes seven years mm-hmm. for anything that you've ever had with a man or a woman <laughs> <laughs> to leave your body. To yeah. leave your body yeah. immediately. Yeah. And the word says a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, yeah. it, we are called to be pure and I'm not shaming anyone that didn't wait or isn't waiting. I'm not yeah. shaming you. Nope. What I am saying is that our very mon- molecular structure yeah. is designed by God. 
Oh, 100%. Is that you? No, yeah, it's, no, it's my phone. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. But, um, but yeah, and like we no longer have to live in that flesh. We get to live in the spirit. And that's where. That's where it's at. That is where it's at, you know. And it says, you know, you know, the spirit gives, you know, where, you know, I said the, you know, the, the flesh gives, you know, death and destruction and chaos. The spirit gives life, breath, joy, freedom, knowledge, eternal life, fulfilling. It's productive. It's controlled. Mm. You know, it is the medicine and the antidote to the cocaine and arsenic filled food. It's like, it's as in Galatians 5, mm-hmm. 22 through 26. It's the, the fruit, not yep. the fruits. It's the fruit to fruit. Singular. Because the spirit. he's all we need. Exactly. Is all we need. We just need one. Mm-hmm. So when people are sitting here, like this morning when you were speaking about how you were on a tour and um, your tour guide mm-hmm. was stating that, you know, and here are the Greek gods. And he, yeah, he was he, so believing. He still. believed still in the, they, he were in the 12 Greek gods. Yeah. Where right. I was just like, I thought Greek mythology was, was just a that myth. a myth. Like it was mythology. Yeah. And as a former Catholic, you know, yeah. um, we believed in every saint. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Yeah. It was every saint. Every every petition had a a saint to it. Yeah. When I was in Greece, I mean there was a church of Saint Lydia, there was a church of Saint Paul, there was a church of Saint Peter, there was a church of Saint this. And it's not denying what they did for the gospel was not beautiful. Right. But I've I've been reading through um Second Timothy and I was in Second Timothy three mm-hmm. or f- sorry, not Second Timothy. First Timothy. Mm-hmm. And um where is it? I'm like literally in it. I can find it. <laughs> I, can, I can find it. No, I can't. I don't know. Um, but it literally says, you know, that Jesus is our only intercessor intercessor to the Father. Oh, yeah, there it is. For the for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. And like a lot of times people think, Oh, I can pray to Mary, I can pray to Peter, I can pray to Paul. And the, you know, they, they believe that you Sorry. know he can interse- intercede for us, but there's only one. So you pray to somebody dead and who can't even hear you, fam. That's a rabbit trail for, for another, time. another time. And he, that's the one thing that saddens me so much about, you know, people nowadays. Mm-hmm. We're all seeking to fulfill a hunger that the flesh has made since day one. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's looking for love, uh, whether it's looking for... <laughs> pleasing or anything like that you know people would sacrifice things to the greek gods Mm -hmm. the way the israelites did yeah you know yep giving to other idols it's disgusting and that's because our flesh just wants that instant gratification but it also shows that our our natural instinct knows that there is something out there that is bigger than oh, us. Oh, absolutely. Like we were never supposed to be separated from God. Like we like we were supposed to have an umbilical cord attached fr- from us to God at all times and sin cut that umbilical cord that was never supposed to be cut. You know, and so it's just it just shows that our very nature cries out for a God. Mm-hmm. But we we look at 
um, you know, we look at, you know, the Greek gods, but, you know, look at America now. We make, we make gods out of everything. We make God out of our jobs, out of our money, out of our families, Ooh, out of, now. you know, out of like the things we practice, out of our sexuality. We make idols out of, you know, everything. And it's because it is in our very DNA mm-hmm. to worship. But if we don't know the the truth to worship, we will we will worship anything. And I think the biggest God that we serve as Americans, not Christians, is ourselves. We are our own gods. Oh yeah. We want to do whatever is right for us. You know, this whatever is, is pleasing th- to whatever us. is pleasing to me, whatever makes me feel good. I'm sorry, not everything that glitters is gold. Say that again. Not everything that glitters is gold. Just because it just because the food tastes good and looks good does not mean that it is good. It could be riddled with cocaine and arsenic, like I just kind of talked about. You know what I mean? But it's like, just because it feels good does not mean it is good. Don't I know where you're going. But you know what I mean? Do and you? so, yeah, I, I know your faces. But <laughs> it's just one of those things where that's wh- that is why the truth and the light like, but you know how everyone has like 5,000 versions of truth. You have your truth. I have my truth. You know, Josh has his truth. Everything like, I, it, well, that's my truth. Your truth might be different, but my truth is, no, nope, that's why we have to focus on the truth. And it says that the word of God is the truth mm-hmm. and that it, it is never changing and it never will. Everything changes nowadays. Everything changes. The laws are changing. People are changing. All this stuff. So, um. But our president is changing. Grief that man. Bruh. I remember like seeing him in two in twenty sixteen. There was like a mm-hmm. I was watching on YouTube, I went down a deep dive because yeah, it was nothing. I had nothing to do. <laughs> and in twenty sixteen he's like, Well, marriage is between a man and a woman. Yeah. And then I don't know. I think that was tw- two thousand eight when Obama was in. Really? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. I, I just deep dived. Yeah. And now he's saying, I'm gay. <laughs> you know, or, and it's, you know, pe- pe- people change and, you know, all that stuff. But the Holy Spirit is the only thing that doesn't change. And, you know, the Holy Spirit brings life. He mm. heals. He makes whole what was once destroyed. If we are in Christ Jesus, our body is dead, but our spirit is alive. And in Christ Jesus, we belong to him, the holy one, the glorious one, the right. righteous one, the giving one, the everlasting one, the loving one. And that's what we get to become. And we no longer have to be a slave to sin. And we actually get to um, we get to walk in freedom and walk in fulfillment. But that pain, you know, of crucifying our flesh, you know, it, I think it's in the next part where it says that it comes with glory. Yeah, it's epic. I'm sorry, but we just need to stop being, like, lovers of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to remember, like, someone paid it all for us. And yet we're here acting like a spoiled child. Like, well, no one asked him to. That's not the point, Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. In, uh, once again, in Jackie Hill Perry's book, Gay Girl, Good God. We just love Jackie Hill Perry. Oh, she's so good. If you haven't listened to that book or read that book, I would, because she, her testimony is powerful, where she was once homosexual. Right. And, um, and how the Lord 
brought her through and brought her to righteousness. But she was saying, you know, when, when Christ was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was praying to the father, um, if there is any other way, you know, Mm -hmm. let this, let this cup pass from me. And it wasn't because, you know, she kind of put it into perspective where it wasn't because of the pain that he was going to endure, which like, obviously he, he was, but it was because that he knew because his entire life, he had been in that close, intimate connection with the Lord that he heard his father's voice. He knew his father's presence with, was with him at all times. And when he was, what he was about to do, it was going to separate that intimacy. And he had never experienced that without his father and without his father's presence and without his father's love. And so it wasn't necessarily like the pain he was going to endure, but it was going to be the pain about, of knowing what separation from the father actually was. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful because he took on what he never had to do for us. But, um, let's move on to Romans 8, starting in verse 12. And it says, So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified Mm. with him. And that's just a section in and of itself. Um, but I love how it says, um, but if by the spirit you put to death, the deeds of your body, you will live for all those led by God's spirit are God's sons for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. And I loved that. It's like, you, you don't need to constantly keep going, falling back into what is is bad and what is, you know, all of that. And so, you know, we don't live according to the flesh because the flesh leads to death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in, oh gosh, Romans six, where he kept saying, you know, does this mean that you get to keep on sinning? Absolutely not. Does this mean that you are free to do whatever you want? Absolutely not. Is because it, we are no longer bound to it. Right. Like it says in Romans seven, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Absolutely. And I've, I've said this speech to a couple of different people. Whatever dog you feed will grow. Mm-hmm. You have two dogs. Yep. You have the 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 dog that is bad, uh-huh. and then you have the dog that is good. Mm-hmm. What dog are you going to feed? And right. I'm not saying behaviorally bad. I'm saying like, you know, yeah, death, destruction, thank you. negativity, chaos, and then you have you know the light and and it's also what you focus your mind on too. Like Pastor Johnny says, what you what you what you focus on, what you magnify will magnify or something like that. I'm Mm -hmm. totally misquoting it, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I'm going to say something and it could, it could, I could be wrong. Shoot it. I could be wrong. Um, not everyone is God's child. Oof. (laughs) Are we going to, are we going to do this one again? Based on, (laughs) based on this, you are only God's child when you have his spirit. 
because that also means that you become one with him. Okay. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. But because you can tell me if I'm wrong. No, 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 no. (laughs) I feel like people are going to be like, what do you mean? I don't have, I don't believe in, you know, because there is believers that don't believe in, um, speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. or miracles or uh, the Mm -hmm. giftings, you know, the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. Um, are you talking about those people? No. Okay. So I'm, so if you are a Christian and you don't necessarily believe in speaking in tongues or all of that, that does not deny your salvation because that's a, that's a bonus. So you're talking about the ones that I'm I was like quoting about, about earlier. You put all, your foot in. No, I'm talking about all people. Cause you know how like sometimes when, um, Christians love to, um, or just everybody, every person is God's child. If you haven't accepted him, you're not. No. You're an enemy of him. Exactly. I, uh, I forgot where no, it's and at. That's why people, I think, allow um, for any sin and any lifestyle and any anything is because like, oh, well, we're all God's children. If you have not accepted Christ, you're not. Exactly. I'm sorry, but you know what? <sighs> I promise I wasn't going to talk about this, <laughs> but here it comes. Um, I bake. Yeah. I have a semi-successful baking business. Sweet praise desserts. Look her up. She makes delicious stuff. Shout out to myself. <laughs> Shout out to yours. Shout yeah. out to No, I'm totally kidding. Um and I do photography on the side of that, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I was asked by a couple, uh-huh. never gonna name drop, um, if I would do their wedding. And I had asked Ashley, hey, how do you politely decline something like this? Right. Because they're um I'm not saying I'm high and mighty. Mm-hmm. Stop eating your fingers. Sorry. <laughs> I put you on blast. I'm sorry. I love you're, you. You're good. <laughs> However, you and I both know mm-hmm. that I have to I have to protect my own self right. from myself at times. Yeah. Yeah. Just like how you do. You know, we all do. Yeah. There are just certain boundaries I just don't cross. Right. Like I cannot I don't want to be around <laughs> a bottle of a fentanyl. Just, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to run from it. Why? Yeah. Because I was saved from that. Mm-hmm. And the Lord told me. Mm-hmm. That's why Caleb lives 1,200 miles away. What? Oh. That's also why Caleb lives 1,200 <laughs> miles away. It's because the Lord's like, I'm going to make sure this boundary is far <laughs> apart. <laughs> Walls of Jericho open this way. Um <laughs> I can't stand you. (laughs) But like he told you, like he's told me, you know, get up and sin no more. Yeah. Don't look back. Don't be Lot's wife. Yeah. You know, and I forgot where I was going. (laughs) I'm sorry. If it comes back to you, we can. um, You know, I don't, I'm very particular on who I spend my time with. Yeah. And it's because we're called to be with people that are like-minded. It says in Hebrews, thou shall not forsake the gathering of the brethren. Absolutely. It says in, in, in Proverbs, right. you know, be with like-minded people. Right. It says in, uh, I think it's Galatians or something. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but we have to be equally yoked. Right. But that doesn't mean we forsake those who aren't like-minded. Right. Yeah. And so when we're called to be the love and the light and the salt. hmm 
we have to go in there prayed up. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where discernment comes in. Right. Because we can't reach those in the dark if we're never, if we're never ever leaving the light. Exactly. You know? And so it's like, you know, they're, I'll, I'll hang out with, I don't care. I'll hang out with people. Right. But if I feel like the Holy Spirit is like, hey, you need to be careful with this, I will. But I'm not just going to just surround myself with, um, you know, with, with church people and like kind of get right. in like a church bubble because number one, like that's going to be <laughs> popped real quick, real quick, you know, especially, and I, I totally get this, but I, I know a lot of people who, um, raise their children in a church bubble and all they know is church people. That's all they know is church things. They don't know anything secular. They don't know. They don't hang out with people who don't go to their church. They don't do anything with like they, and so then when these kids grow up and they go out into the world, they're, they're hit hard by the world and it's almost like their their world collapses and so it's like I am constantly in fellowship with people who are like-minded but I am not afraid to go into those dark places because I'm called to be a light exactly and you know I I politely declined um this offer yeah. because for one the religion that they that they have mm-hmm. it, it's something that I can't be around because I have a background in it okay and it has nothing to do with their sexual orientation i can care less i love everybody right but if you're living a certain lifestyle i'm not going to condone it right i'll love you yeah but i won't condone it yeah and so you have your convictions yeah yeah and i got called every name in the book yeah oh you're a racist bigot i'm like i am brown (laughs) i am brown (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know and i'm not saying that nationalities can't be racist let's be honest here but what i am saying is i have to protect myself from myself mm-hmm. and i believe that everyone should yep because at the end of the day you answer to yourself you know the good the bad and the ugly of yourself yep yep and so that's why the holy spirit is so important when we you know because he lives in us and so he number one when, when like the Holy Spirit is God, the father's living, breathing spirit in us. And so that's when we become adopted, adopted into him and where we get to call him Abba father. And we get to be called his sons, his daughters. And it's, that is where the transformation starts. And it's not going to be immediate because um, he is our helper, but you know, you'll, you'll notice like s- s- small changes where, you are, you know, the, the, what you used to live, you now feel convicted on, or you now start to feel that guilt and like, Oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, live that. I don't want to do that. I used to be able to want to do this all the time. And now I have a different want. I don't want to do that, you know? And so that's why the Holy spirit is the, like, is one of the greatest gifts we could ever have been given because he is the one that does the work in us. It constantly says that he, it, he, is going to finish the work that he started in us, but we have to be be that willing participant and be able to lay down those, those, those past sins or those past lifestyles or those past things that did not serve us and kept us in bondage. And he will actually give us that freedom. I'm going to need you to say that one more time, because a lot of people don't believe that the Holy spirit, like somebody once asked me if, why is it that we, give so much respect to the holy spirit Mm. if they're just the third 
so sorry, Holy Spirit. If they're like the third wheel, you know. Yeah. We kind of put what we do. A lot of times people make the mistake of forgetting that God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit are triune all together. And so a lot of times we've, we kind of um, put God the Father in first place, God the Son in second place, and God the Holy Spirit in third place. And it's, it's like we have to, re- if, you, if you do not recognize that all three are the same and are one, that's your, that's the first, um, that's our first issue. And I just, this is going to be like an episode in honor to like Jackie Hill Perry. I just listened to an episode that her and her husband did on, um, you know, is Jesus God and recognizing that Jesus is God, but it's also, it, it wraps in the Holy spirit too. And because Jesus says, I and the father are one and, um, the Holy spirit is the living, breathing spirit of God, the father. So it's like, you are, the best way I can put this is you are just Lena, the wife. You are just Lena, the individual. And you are just Lena, the baker. All have separate roles, but is all the same person. Mm-hmm. And so we might see God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit in three different roles, but they are still the same person. Right. God, the father was the one, and all three have been on earth at one point or another. God, the father was on earth, um, you know, in the, in Genesis, walking with Enoch and, and yep, yep, all yep, and all of that, and then God the Son was walking the earth in the New Testament, and now we have God the Holy Spirit that is walking with us now. So all three have been on earth with us. Thank just you in for a different different thing. Thank you for explaining that because the way I explained it, I was like, well, they're just three in one. Like, yeah, and I said it the same way. I'm like, God walked in Genesis. Mm-hmm. He was big, chilling with like. He was a cloud in the sky. He was a pillar of fire. Yeah, I mean, he was big chilling with Adam and Eve and, you yeah, know, and on swept the, up Enoch. The Ark of the Covenant. That's where his, where he resided, where he sat. Exactly. And then we have Jesus, which is, to me, I see Jesus as like my companion. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, mm-hmm. man, I love you. Yeah. Like, just, he's, he's the savior. Yeah. Just reading how he loved me mm. Oof. and loved and loved enough to say how you've been doing it, ain't it? Right. You know, and I've, I've really, <laughs> I need to do an episode that's like named hippie Jesus because we have turned Jesus into a hippie where he's just love as we think kindness and beauty and all of that stuff. And he absolutely is. But we like to overemphasize that God is love. God would forgive me. But we don't want to talk about the wrath. Right? Because what parent doesn't discipline their kid? I was just about to get there. (laughs) What parent doesn't discipline their kid? If you don't, you don't love your kid. Okay. Let's, you know how your mom so on Friday we were out to dinner uh-huh. and I was texting Josh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? And what did your mom do? She, she literally was like, put your phone down and look me in the eye when I'm talking to you. And my 29 year old, okay, mom, it's me. I mean, I'm right there mm-hmm. stumbling on my words. And then mm-hmm. right before we walked into the restaurant, she, 
She's like, I'm putting my foot down. She's like, if either of you try to pay it, you know, but, and then she'll, she, she called you the other day and she was like, Hey, what is this? You know? And so like, she treats you like one of her kids. And, and she did say like, well, you were in like, when you were getting ready or something, she was just like, you know, if you're going to be my daughter, I'm going to, I'm going to love you like my daughter. Mm -hmm. And this podcast doesn't know. Oh, the abuse that I, I've encountered with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be like an episode where, <laughs> you know, we can talk about parental abuse because yeah. unfortunately it does happen. Unfortunately. You know, um, and I was telling um, Katri and her mom, like, you're, you know, I was like, mom, like your mom, like your love for me terrifies me. Yeah. Because I didn't have that growing up. My mom never took me to Disneyland. She never, you know, she did some really messed up things. She only took your brothers. And yeah, I mean. She wasn't the best mom, but I think. And and, and we have to remember that people, unfortunately, not everyone's meant to be a parent. Nope. I'm going to say that one more time. No, there are some people that should never be parents. <laughs> there, there's people that are not meant to be parents, oh, you know, yep. and that's the love that Jesus gives. We are so in tune with like, oh, well, Jesus loves me. This I know. Yes, but love in any aspect is going to correct you yep. when you're messing up. Because if yep. you're not corrected, then you're not loved. Yep. Kitri and I are exemplary on that part. Yep. You're messing up, Jess. You're messing up, Key. Yep. You know? And then we, like, tell our... Bo- we. You sh- I'll tell her boyfriend something, and then, bruh. You know? <laughs> and Kitchen will tell Josh, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hebrews 12, 6. Oof, yes. Um, says, my son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or lose heart when you are reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the ones that he loves and punishes every son he receives. That's also Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. And then it says, endure suffering as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons for what son is there that a father does not discipline. But if you are without discipline, which we all receive, then you are illegitimate children and are not sons. So when, when God says, Hey, you this is this is not how I want you to do. This is not what I want you to live. This is not what I called you to. You are better than this. This is not okay. Take that as a badge of honor that you are his kid. And he is he is protecting you and disciplining you because he loves you. What parent you know, if their kid wants to play out in the streets like, "Oh, well, you know, because I love you, I want you to be happy. You just do whatever you want. Go and play in the street." <laughs> What, what parent in their right mind would do that? They wouldn't. If no. they actually loved them, they'd be like, absolutely not. And if the kid was like, I want to play in the street and starts like throwing a fit, like, well, you better get your butt in this hell. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's funny because like, um, Danielle always says like, oh, shout out to Danielle, you know, that her kids are mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask the kids, have you been good? <laughs> what are you doing with your life right now? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And I always joke, like, I'm brown. I'll, I'll, you know, I correct other people's kids. And that shouldn't just be like, oh, well, I'm on a brown thing. It takes a village to raise a child. Absolutely. <sighs> so we need to make sure that, you know, when, when other believers come to us and be like, hey, 
like I see this, this is like something that you're kind of stepping into, um, that isn't biblical or isn't that, that's not what God calls you to. It's not, it's not condemnation. It's not shame. It's actually like, Hey, I love you enough to not want to see you go down this path. I love you enough to call out what is not serving you and what is actually going to hurt you in the long run. And the Lord does the exact same thing. And we can't become holy or righteous or better or even grow for that matter without counsel and without wisdom and discernment and discipline. We can't do it. I I don't know why I have it in my heart to say this, but it's not an attack on your character. Mm -hmm. If someone comes in and, and tells you, um, that they see what they see. Reproach is, oof. I don't even like the word reproach, and it's um, not me. Um, reproach is never from someone else. If someone comes to you and says, like what Katri was just saying right now, it's a reproach because the Holy Spirit does speak to people. You know, mm-hmm. reproach is never easy, but it's love in the highest form. Absolutely. I'm going to say that again. Reproach is never easy, but it's love for a brethren mm-hmm. in the highest form. Yep. And some some believers don't get that when other believers say, hey, this isn't okay. They think it's shame and condemnation or judgment. It's like, actually, we're called to, to do that. And we're called to bear each other's burdens. It's like, hey, I see that you're struggling with this. How can I help you through this? Uh, how can I hold your hand through this? But um, we still got like a lot to do and we're like an hour in. So we check out. We got to creep up moving. So moving on to Romans 8, 18 through 30 it says, for I consider that sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us for the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed for the creation was subject to to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay in the glorious freedom of God's children I love that because even the creation had a curse set upon it um, because of the fall and so even the very are the very nature in the world around us is groaning for God's coming back because it wants to be set free from a curse as well and then it goes on to verse 22 for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now think about that labor pains like horrendous pain not only that but we ourselves who have the holy spirit as the first fruits we also groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for adoption the redemption of our bodies now in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is not hope because who hopes for what he sees now if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with patience that's a lot there can i have you say that verse one more time yep I'm going to go back to 23. Not only that, but we ourselves who have the spirit as first fruits, we also groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. That's meaning when we are no longer in this sinful nature, no longer in Mm -hmm. our sinful bodies. Now in verse 24, now in this hope, we were saved, not are going to be, we were saved. It's already done. But I, but hope that is seen is not hope because who hopes for what he sees meaning like you don't hope for something that you like you can tangibly hold now if we hope for what we do not see 
We eagerly wait for it with patience. The verse that came to mind was um, the 10 virgin, the virgins waiting. Oh, for their, for their husband. And they have like the lamps and the oil and all that. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, okay. Do you remember like when I was getting married? Yeah. And we were all like eagerly waiting, like, okay, like, you know, we have this many days and this many days. And now it was like, and I want to say it was, it was D day (laughs) because Low key felt like a mission. <laughs> it was a mission. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the anticipation of like, we all hoped and prayed that yeah. it was going to turn out to be decent. And it yeah, was beautiful. It, it was, was, it was, it was more than that. Yeah. So it, it was the hope that everything would come together yeah. and everything would fall into place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for us to have faith when we get into our car that the car and like, it's going to start. Yeah, it's and that easy. we're going to get there safely. Right. And that we're going to, yeah, get to our destination. Right. It's yeah. easy for us to hope that, you know, our I messages get delivered. Right. It's easy for us to see those things. Yeah. But hope. Mm-hmm. Now, that is, oof, mm-hmm. that's heavy. Yeah. Because we have a hope and the faith yep. that it's going to come to, sur- it's going to come to fruition. It's going to surpass. Yeah. And if you've read the end of the book. And the end of the Bible, you already know that it's going to, you already, like, we already know the ending. And so we get to have that hope, like, okay, I, I have to stay in this sinful body a little bit more. I have to crucify my flesh a little bit more. Right. I have to, I have to wait for my Lord's coming a little bit more, but there is going to be a day where it is all peace in the world. You know, it says in revelation that like when Jesus comes and he is and he, and he is on the throne, like there will be no war or weapons of war. Like we won't need any of that because mm-hmm. it is all peace. And that, mm-hmm. like we are, our bodies are going to become, um, what they were supposed to be before the fall. Right. And I just want to say like, spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. We win. We do. We win. We do. But until then, we've got to keep fighting the good fight. Yep. And we got to keep you know, sacrificing the flesh. And I like how in verse 26, it says in the same way that the spirit also helps us in our weakness. So when you feel weak, pray to him, be like, Lord, give me your strength because it's only through his strength that, that we can do anything. If we think that for a second we can do anything without him, we are deadly mistaken. It is his strength that we get, that Mm -hmm. we are able to overcome those weaknesses because in our weakness, his strength is shown. Right. And so in the same way that the spirit also helps us in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. Oof. So. Yeah, I was just going to go there. That, that <laughs> is, um, that is also like speaking in this, praying in the spirit, speaking mm-hmm. in tongues because it's inexpressible groanings, which means like you can't really understand it. And a lot of people think that like when we just don't know what to pray, we're quiet, but the Holy Spirit is doing it for us. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, fam, that is like one of the gifts of the spirit where the Holy Spirit gives us those and it's inexpressible groanings. And so, um, you know, some people think it's, you know, different or that you should be able to, to understand it or that you should be able to, but no, it also says in second Corinthians that it's an unknown language, which means it is not a language of the world. It's not Russian. It's not Chinese, which it absolutely can be, but it is unknown. Exactly. Unknown, which means 
no one knows it, you know, and you don't know it. And so that's where like a lot of people get hung up is like, oh, we don't know what we're saying. We don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of things that the Lord does that we don't understand. And that's that supernatural be like, okay, well, how much faith do you have? Do you just have enough faith that you can for what you can understand? Or do you have enough faith for the things that you don't understand? And that doesn't make sense to you. Or you think that might be wrong or whatever, or you have been taught for so long that, you know, you know, we're just on t- the the, yeah, yeah. the top of talk topic of tongues, so I'm just gonna say this. You know, like a lot of people think, oh, um, it's it's just for you know, it's supposed to be just a regular language that somebody can understand for the unbeliever or whatever. But it's not. There's so much scripture behind it, and it's like, okay, are you just going to keep your mind so closed to what you have always been taught and what you have always believed, or are you actually going to acknowledge that God is bigger than what you can understand? Oof. He is bigger than what you can comprehend, and His power goes above and beyond what our time tiny little brains can even wrap around. And so like I used to be that person where I thought it was I thought it was dead, I thought it was mm-hmm. stupid, I thought people were faking it, I thought it was witchcraft at one point, you know, and it was like how big is your god or are you going to put him in a box? Right. I get asked a lot like I whenever I'm prompted to speak in the spirit, mm-hmm. I start crying. Yeah. And it's not because I'm like, you know, uh, an emotional unstable creature. It's because literally it's the Holy Spirit within you. It's thanks. It's not only it's that it's yeah. it's I cry because I feel and, and and anyone that does speak in tongues will probably say the same thing. Mm-hmm. When we're speaking in tongues, it is like nothing around you is even real. Ooh, can I tell you something? Yeah, that I heard. I can't. I can't remember where I heard this, but I heard it. <laughs> they did a study. Uh huh. And um you know, they were trying to figure out if like people could fake tongues, Mm. you know, stuff like that. And so what they did is they were doing this cat scan on like a bunch of different people who like, um, who spoke in tongues or who didn't. Right. And so as they were doing the cat scan, um, they just had, you know, people just talk in their native language and their native tongue and the part of the brain that controls speech lit up as it's supposed to. Okay. As it's supposed to. Right. And then they did the same thing, but they said, okay, now I want you to start speaking in tongues uh-huh. and as soon as they started speaking in tongues that part of the brain that controls speech shut off exactly and it's because it wasn't the brain that was doing it it was the spirit in that person who does it and so that's why um you know i can i can be speaking in the spirit and praying in the spirit my mind can go elsewhere mm-hmm. you know if i'm talking to you and my mind is going elsewhere you'll notice that my speech slows right. you know like if we're if we're looking at our phones as we're talking our brain our brain can't do that it can't multitask it, in that, it, it really in that velocity but we can speak in tongues and like also have like listen and understand a conversation because it is the spirit of God speaking and it is not our mind. And so that's why where a lot of people and including myself got hung up is because it's not in your mind, it's in your spirit. And it is allowing the power of God to work in his spirit that lives in you mm-hmm. to speak in tongues. And Paul says, I can't remember where, but he says, I speak in tongues more than anyone. Like I, th- I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of y'all. And it's because it is an empowering of the Holy Spirit. Right within us and that is where it talks about here in Romans that it is the spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings not knowing to pray for what we should how many times have you felt led to pray in the spirit and you don't know why right and you're not exactly sure what for but you do I mean that happens to me all the time same 
And, but I'm just like, I'm not really sure why I don't know what to say. And, you know, even if the, I feel like I've prayed all I can pray, I'll just start speaking in the spirit. Exactly. And we can't understand it. Right. Um, when you were saying like how, when we are talking or texting and talking at the same time, mm-hmm. we can't do both. Nope. But when we're praying in tongues and we can pray and hear mm-hmm. and do, I mean, and I, and I don't, I'm not going to mention names, but when we did that in Denver yeah, to our friend, yeah, you know, what we were doing, laying hands, I was listening, yeah. <laughs> I was instructing, praying in tongues, mm-hmm. you know, all this other stuff. And yep. you've seen that. And I've done it like I've, where I've been praying in tongues and, and then the, the Holy Spirit's like talking to me and I'm listening to him. Right. And I can do the same thing and I can focus on that and still be praying. It's because he's like, it's the spirit. And the thing is, is like, we have the power to turn it on and to turn it off and to pray. And it is not like, now. it's not like we get like some weird possession. And then all of a sudden we just like kind of go, our eyes roll in the back of our head and the <laughs> Lord just takes control of our mouth. It's because there is a Godward side and a manward side. Come on now. Like, we have to be a willing participant and we have to open up our minds enough to know that, Hey, the Lord wants to give this to me. I have to be willing to do it because he's going to use his spirit through my willingness yeah. to open my mouth and to have faith in this particular subject. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but to every former Catholic or anyone that is a Catholic that listens to us or stumbles upon this, no saint, uh-uh. oof. No saint can do for you what the Holy Spirit does. No saint can intercede for you how the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. Yes, you have intercessor prayers, prayer prayer people. Mm -hmm. You and I are one of them. We we intercede for each other. We we are called to intercede for people. We are called. We're two or more gathered in Matthew. But we're living and we're not dead like the saints are. Exactly. You don't pray to me. I don't pray to you. Nope. I'm not asking. I pray for you. I exactly. pray with you. With me. For me. You know, and that's. Jesus is the intercessor. Exactly. He's the one that goes to, to the throne of God and said, hey, this is what they're praying for. Man, this is what they're messing up on, man. <laughs> like, You know, and they get on a conference call. Yep. And they're like, I can just see the Holy Spirit like on a conference call and being like, hey, um, guys, uh. I don't, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit speaks like that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just Lena is messing up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know? But, you know, and once again, you know, I don't want to get on this subject for too long, but it's not a salvation issue. So like, I, like I, I know people who are saved, love the Lord. Do not speak in tongues. Does not mean that they are not saved. It is, it is like a bonus. It's like, if your job was like, Hey, you want benefits? Yeah, I want benefits. And work this many hours. Exactly. And then you'll get the... the yeah, and it's, it's not... Like, it's a free gift. Ooh. It is not works that get... The, uh, it's not an act of works. No. Because I remember when I first got the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, I was like... Uh, or some people who speak in tongues think that they are... About, uh, way Holy more saved. Way more saved you're than not. everyone else. You're not, fam. You're not. You're not. So anyways, we're going to get out of <laughs> get off that soapbox but i just i just feel that there's somebody that's just been so clouded like well i just don't think that that's what it is be like okay well allow the holy like ask the holy spirit like hey am i wrong on something expose this show me the truth because i was dead close to it 100 did not really did not think it was real 
whatsoever or thought it died with the apostles or thought it was supposed to be um, a language that somebody else could understand. Like if I started speaking in my language was Spanish, you'd be able to understand it if you weren't a believer. I didn't think that it Are was. Are you saying that? Cause I'm. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you speak Spanish is what I'm saying. I'm Do you know what I mean? And so, and that's what, you know, that the tongues of fire that they, that, um, you know, where the apostles could go out and people could understand them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's also a prayer language. And it says in Second right. Corinthians, I need to find that verse where it says that it is an unknown language as well. I'll but look for it. You look going. for it. I'm going to keep, um, keep reading. I love so. how we do that. <laughs> Romans eight thirty one. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? Whew, I love that. God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Jesus Christ is the one who died, but even more, he has been raised. He is also at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, somebody. That is a sermon it in is. and of itself. That is powerful and i love it It says who can bring it and who can bring an accusation against god elect he's the one who justifies us Mm -hmm. who can who is the one who condemns jesus is the one who died but he's also the one who was raised right and everybody wants to condemn everybody everybody wants to think that they're holier than thou no let's just stop that right there Mm -hmm. no yeah if he is for us if god is for us who can be against us that's in isaiah nothing that's an Isaiah for no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yep. And it doesn't mean that the weapon isn't going to be formed because it will be formed. It will be formed. It will even but it's be not like, going to prosper. So when I was, when you were saying that right now, I literally like saw, I, it's um, first Corinthians 14 too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I saw like an arrow being drawn back, like mm-hmm. on the bow and about to be like second Corinthians 14. One. First oh, Corinthians. First, I was like, girl, there is no second Corinthians 14. <laughs> first Corinthians 14. Um, you know, weapons are going to be formed against you no matter what. Yep. The minute that you become a believer, guess what? You are public enemy number one I for j- the I just see the Lord of the Rings movie where they're like remaking the sword. yeah yeah and that's exactly what it is and we need to remember that it that you know once we are set apart and sanctified the minute that you literally are like hey jesus i want you in my life yes they're going to be there's going to be stuff formed against you but that's when we have the full armor of god yep can i read that verse absolutely please do first corinthians 14 1 through 
I don't know. I'm just going to keep reading until I feel the Spirit <laughs> tells me to stop. So it says, um, 1 Corinthians 14, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. Mm. For the person who speaks in a tongue is not speaking to people. Say that one more time. Not speaking to people, but to God. Since no one understands him, <laughs> he speaks <laughs> mysteries to people. Or sorry, he speaks mysteries in the spirit. No one understands you, fam. You don't understand you. Right. So that kind of puts the kibosh on, oh, well, that should be a language that only people can <sighs> understand. It literally says, for the person who speaks in a tongue is not speaking to people, but to God. It is a one-way ticket. It is his personal cell phone number that only you have. It's the bat phone to him. I love that. <laughs> and since no one understands him, he speaks mysteries in the Spirit. And then in verse three, it says, on the other hand, the person who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and consolation. The person who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. I wish all of you spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. The person who who prophesies is greater than the person who speaks in tongues unless he's interpret and interprets so that the church may be built up. Okay, let's dissect that super quick because there is people that have the gift of interpretation. Absolutely. I have only been able to have the honor of interpreting twice. Mm -hmm. And it was because that's what God wanted me to do, right? But a thousand percent of the time, I don't even know what I'm saying when I'm praying in tongues. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, it's not just a specific gift of just interpretation. I've, you know, like our, our church believes in this and mm-hmm. like we've had somebody who will out loud speak in, in Aww, the spirit, yes. right? And so then we make room for the Holy Spirit to give that interpretation mm, to somebody. I'm getting chills. And it happens every time. And there was one time, I think it was just the Holy Spirit trying to build up my confidence that I was hearing him is it was during a worship night. Mm-hmm. And, um, somebody spoke up, felt led in the Holy spirit to speak in their tongue because it does happen, but it's it's also biblical that if you're going to speak in tongues in a public church setting, it has to have the interpretation. And so, but who gives the interpretation? The Lord does because we don't understand it. So I was, I was listening and I was hearing the Lord say, do not fear, Mm. um, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of one of peace, love, and a sound mind. Quit walking in fear. Mm. And I I wasn't sure if that was the interpretation, but I kind of thought it was. And as I was about to start speaking it out, Pastor Michael said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of one that is of peace, love, and a sound mind. He started speaking it out at the same time I was hearing it. So I was hearing the interpretation and the Lord was like, no, you're hearing me. You're hearing the interpretation, but I was too afraid thinking I would be wrong. Right. So pastor Michael and his boldness, because he's walked with the Lord longer than I have Mm -hmm. and has walked with those gifts. He spoke it out and gave the interpretation, but I had the exact same interpretation. Exactly. And we have to be open. Ooh. (laughs) You can speak in it. Okay, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I've done it on okay. here before. He cut up a cut it up a 
Why? Because um, you always cry. <laughs> There's not one episode we have had that you have not come on here Shut and your cried. face. Anyways, go ahead. He says to you, I see you. Mm. <clears throat> I see your pain. I see your heartache. I see you. Mm. You were once so opened to me. Mm. Oof. I don't know who this is for. I know who you are, but I can't <laughs> say your name. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I don't name drop. I think we all yeah. know this. Um, you can send this to the person. Yeah. Yeah. I see your pain. I see your heartache. I see you. Mm-hmm. My beloved, come back to me. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't want to break you. Oh. Because the shepherds, if they constantly had a sheep that would leave, and constantly run away and constantly fall. Shepherds back in those days before what they had fences and stuff in order to keep their sheep from um, from constantly leaving, they would break their legs. So they had no other option but to stay near the shepherd. And I have had my legs broken. And it's not fun. And that is not, that is like the, the shepherd's last desire for us but in order to keep us away from wolves that we keep wandering towards sometimes the shepherd has to break the legs of his sheep to keep us close to him it's an act of mercy before we get torn to shreds by wolves what i'm about to say is going to hurt <laughs> and it's not me saying this and i i think that Ketri, as my sister, you know how I am. Yeah. When it's a word from the Lord. She doesn't. It, it's not me. And as you don't obey men, you obey God. I'm literally shaking. You're good. Mm. Come to me humble before I humble you. Woo. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I have also been there. Can you do me a favor? Can you describe to your audience like how literally like I'm... She's shaking. I'm not, I'm, I'm usually not like this. Mm. Well, it's because when the Holy Spirit's presence is in, um, you can feel it. And it's a dynamic. And mm. like you can, the the manifest spirit of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's everywhere. But sometimes he um, I'm literally shows him. Right now. I know. I'm, I've, <laughs> like, I literally felt the warm, the, the room get warmer for sure. Um, he, uh. um, he, manifests himself so we can physically feel it and so that's kind of what's happening right now the room just got like super warm for your sake for your sake i will humble you that's come to me before you die i'm literally shaking right now
if if you hear this, you're so loved. Mm-hmm. Come back. Mm-hmm. You're slowly slipping away. Oh my gosh! I I, I and made. Sorry, I'm hearing something. You've made one contradiction after another. One small choice. One small change that you don't think is going to make a difference but one small compromise after another is leading you further away um i keep seeing a ship on a on a sea and so um if you're on if you're on the sea and you're on course even just 1 degree off doesn't seem like a bit right so like if you're just 1 degree off of you know your your center um uh it doesn't seem like a a little bit here but eventually by like the further you go off of you know on that one degree that's slightly off by the time you reach your destination you are so lost and so far gone from where you're supposed to be that you didn't even realize how far you were going and so I just felt like the Lord showed me showed me that this is why I like like not having a, a set structure and then we just like allow for whatever to happen because it's always like that when you yeah. and I can yep. um it, it it's in Romans actually. It's in it's in Romans thirty six. Um I think it's part B. But I'll read from thirty five to thirty seven if that's what okay. What chapter are you in, fam? Eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. Oh my gosh. Um. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who sh- shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Whoever this is for, I need you to know that. <laughs> Just say it. You're dying spiritually. Mm-hmm. And those around it see around you see it. Mm-hmm. You can post inspirational Instagram quotes, ins- inspirational Facebook posts, inspirational things all the all the good long day, but unless you're living in it, mm-hmm. you're walking back to what? You're walking back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, you're walking back. You're looking back. There's many women in the Bible, and we all know of one that the Lord speaks not bad about, but is a warning. Mm-hmm. And it is Lot's wife. Lot's wife. It's the only one that says, you know, where he says, "Remember Lot's wife." Yeah, and it's because she constantly looked back to what the Lord was saving her from. She, she, you know, cause it literally said, do not look back for you'll be turned into a pillar of salt. And she turned and she looked back 
And, you know, my Instant. mom always says that there is a reason why the rear view mirror is bigger than the windshield or is smaller than the windshield mm-hmm. is because you are not supposed to look there. You are supposed to look forward. And even like those small little compromises that could, that can easily put us in reverse slowly, you know, but you know, in verse 38, or sorry, verse 37 in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You'll always have his love. And so the, his discipline is his love. And like those things that he is asking for us to crucify is not just because he wants to, it's not because he wants to make us hurt. It's because he wants to make us better and make us more free. And if you're an actual <laughs> child of God, like it says in Hebrews 12, he's going to discipline you. Like when I was, when I was living my past, he gave me several warnings. Oh, he yeah. gave me several options to do his word and I chose not to and so I got his discipline there's a big difference between punishment and discipline punishment is done out of anger discipline is done out of love I say believe. that one more time punishment is done out of anger discipline is done out of love and so um, he is not a God who punishes but he is a God who disciplines right like yes, we we've said that he has he has wrath, but it is wrath against the sin that constantly is pulling us away from him, and so he he punished me in a way that you know um, most people would just look at as oh you're just sick. I had an infection for two years after my miscarriage DNC. I thought it was three two. It was two years. My goodness. So I mean, it, 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 it's it's just as bad, but yep. And it was oof. because like he had been convicting me, like don't be living with your boyfriend. You're not supposed to be doing this. And like I've I've said my story so many times over here, and pr- people are probably sick and tired of hearing. No, they're it. not. But um, he gave me so many times to walk away, and I remember. And when I when I talk about my past, I'm not trying to talk bad about my ex. I am trying to show where I failed. I'm just making, can we, I'm making that clear. Let's do a I'm slight trying. disclaimer real quick right yeah. now. I'm so sorry, but if anyone thinks, and, and, and it's not because she's my best friend. It's not because, <laughs> let's just be honest. I'm not a biased person and I think yeah. everyone thinks I am a biased person. Oh no, you'll set me straight for sure. However, I cannot stand when people sit there and are like, oh, because I've ran into people like, oh, well, she just bashes her ex on her on her podcast as someone know. that's been a special guest and is now like a re- is is now like, like a co-host pretty much is like the unofficial co-host. I'm going to sit down and tell you guys right now, her ex never pops up in any of our conversations. No. And we talk three, four times a day. Yeah, we talk a lot. OK. And here's the thing. Gosh, my ex and I, we ended amicably like amicably. I pray for him, you know, and, but so like, I just want to make, make it clear that when I talk about my past, I am trying to acknowledge my shortcomings because like it takes two to tango and, you know, so anyways, back to my story. Um, you know, I like the Lord was like, this is not the life I've called you to lead. Like I Mm -hmm. know, I know, 
I know you love this man. I know all of this stuff, but like, this isn't not what I called you to do. And I mm-hmm. kept ignoring it and I kept ignoring it. And there was a time where, um, I knew the Lord told me, this is not the man I have for you, mm-hmm. but because I wanted my own way and I wanted my own thing. Um, I ignored it and kept on. And so, um, like after, after my miscarriage surgery, I almost immediately got an infection from it. And that was supposed to be an easy, just take a one round of antibiotics, clear it right up. No problem. It lasted for two years, fam. And it was getting to the point where the doctors are like, this could affect your fertility. This could make you infertile if this does not go away. And it was getting to the point where I had seen specialists. I had ran out of medications. I had ran out of options and it was not until I turned from my sin, I repented that we broke up and I stopped living with them, all of that stuff. And we broke up that that infection went away in three days. And it was so intense that it should not have. It was to the point where like one of my friends told like the doctor I was working with and the doctor went, that's impossible. Huh? But I knew that the Lord was trying to get my attention through that. And you can say, oh my gosh, I can't believe he would do that. What a horrible God. No, he was trying to get my attention because it it was to that point where the Lord said, you either get him or you get me. But if you choose him, I'm out. And that is what, and I do believe that that is when the Lord was going to hand me over to my sin and I would have been lost. Absolutely. It bugs me when people are like, why do bad things happen to good people? Are we because ready? This world's broken. Are we ready? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Free will. Mm-hmm. And we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. If you if you read your Bible or you don't read your Bible, here it is. In Job, first chapter of Job, what does it say? Job was a righteous man and who who was in right standing with God. And who was roaming the earth? Satan. Who? Satan. It is evident yep. that it says in the Bible over, I think, a couple different times that Satan is a ruler of this earth. Yep. And so chaos ensues. It's not like God literally just handed it over. No, we handed it to him. We did. Adam did. When, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, he literally handed the reins to this earth over to Satan. And so... And that's why Jesus is called the second Adam. Yep, because he did what Adam should have done. Exactly. But no, no, we wanted to follow our flesh. Yep. And we can't always blame Satan because, um, <laughs> because we're we have also, our own free will. Oh my gosh! Of course, we're fleshy little fleshers. <laughs> <laughs> fleshy little fleshers. But I think, in my opinion, Romans eight is probably my favorite chapter. In all of Romans. I love, I, I love the Romans road. Yeah. It's, it's really good. But do you have anything else? Because we're an hour and 41 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> People are going to have to do this in chunks. It's fine. Let them. Yeah. You know. <sighs> nah. Get it together. Yeah. You know, I think that's like the principle of all the messages that mm-hmm. I, we can sit here and tell yeah. you. He paid it all. So all you have to do is step in faith and believe. Right. Like not just believe, but believe and like 
follow him, imitate him, mm-hmm. copycat him. So if we can follow the if we can follow the world and be of the world. Mm-hmm. And now that we're called to be in the world but not of the world. How many fashion trends do we constantly follow and try to imitate? My poor eyebrows. <laughs> God, we're we're child of the '90s. We're the, the, we just <laughs> overplucked and made our eyebrows like a thin pencil. Oh my gosh! Thank God that they Lord grew forgive back. me for the sins. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I I I looked at like my seventh grade yearbook picture, mm-hmm. and girl, those eyebrows are so thin. They were thinner than your patients. They were. That's hilarious because I was literally going to say that and then you said it. That's hilarious. But oh my gosh. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on again. Of course, because I'm the unofficial official. <laughs> what is it? Co-host. Yeah, I'm the unofficial official co-host. Bye. Okay, really, but um, get your cookie. Get your ducks in a row, man. Stop. Just. At least in the same pond. <laughs> At least in the same Just pond. get it in order. As your yeah. sister in Christ, like this is to everybody that listens to it. I love you. I, I really do love you. And. You know, I wouldn't go hard on you and people if I didn't love them. Oh, for sure. And to anyone who's like not a, a Christian at this a point. A believer, yeah. A believer in, in listening to this because I do know there are um, some. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I I don't know who you are, but I just, knew, <laughs> I just know that we are, that there are some. Is that like, you know, the life that you think is freedom is actually pulling you into slavery further and further. It's more bondage. It's way more bondage. And... Um, not just for what Christ can do for you, just because of who he is. Mm, come on. Like a lot of times we just focus on what he can do for us, but we forget just to acknowledge the fact of who he is. So everything on this earth, you have to go to. Every idol that you've created, you have to do the work. Every you soul have tie. to do it. Every soul tie. Every, everything. And he is the only God that came to us and and understood what we have to go through that went through the temptations. Buddha does not do that. Allah does not do that. Allah did not do that. Mary and all the saints. Nope. Sorry, fam. They did not leave their highest point in and in, in their 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 godship to come and take on this body and endure everything that we endured. Hold on real quick. The Pope definitely no all the um what do you call it <gasps> Pri- whatever priests bishops yeah, all that cr- all, all that not- i was <laughs> just talking about gods like the hindu gods yeah but a lot of catholics stuff, like yeah, my yeah, my yeah. my great grandma had a picture of the pope and she's like yeah. oh my god we have to pray to him no no we no, don't do not pray to the pope but yeah okay well i love you guys bye (laughs) (laughs) anyways but yeah so it's like he's the only one that did that and he is holy and he is righteous and he is good Mm. and so um you know and a lot of times you know we just we dwell on that he is love but we also forget that he is holy it is not the angels around his throne saying he is good 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 it is not the angels around his throne saying he is love 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 they are singing he is holy 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 and he is the only God. And if you don't know where that's at, that it's in Isaiah. Thank you. <laughs> so anyways, he's, he's where freedom is. True exactly. freedom and joy. All right, fams. Make um, good choices. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening in. And I will see you 
next time I might be taking a small break for a couple months. So if you don't hear from me for a little bit, that's why. But uh, I love y'all and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.